23 part 2. <laughs> and we're alive. I got that. Silence. Episode 24. Yeah. Today. And we got Kate is Hello. back. Mystery guest. Mystery guest. Yeah, we didn't announce it this week. It's just like top secret till now. Super top secret. And uh, it's out. It's out and about now. This is happening. How's everybody doing today? Great. Super. Great. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, I'm good too. Thank are, you. Are you good yet? Yeah, I'm good. Are you I'm, sure? I'm good. Yeah. So you want to talk about dinosaurs? Lay it on me. Whatever your mystery theory of dinosaurs. So last time Kate was here, we talked about a lot of stuff. And then while we were... <laughs> Done, and mm -hmm. the because the episode was like an hour, 30, 40 minutes. We were on the way out and we s talked about dinosaurs. Did we? And how long they lived for. Yeah, it was long. Right? <laughs> like in years, it's like a very, very long time. 600 million years ago, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and they had a very long time where they were the, like the superior race on this planet. Right? Something like that, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, how come they didn't develop? Similar to us. How, how come they didn't develop speech? Or how come they didn't... How do, you, how do you know they didn't have speech? Yeah. 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 How do you know? Yeah. You well, know if they would have speech, they would have written things yeah. down. No, speech and writing are two very yeah, different things. Yeah, two different skills. Yeah. Speech, okay, would, speech would come... Let me rephrase this then. <laughs> how come you think, or we don't have any record of them writing books? Great question. I don't know. Maybe they just never got to the level. Yeah, I guess so. But how? Like, how do you have so much time as a? I don't know. Go animal. back and ask the dinosaurs. Be like, how come you're not smart enough? Like, mm -hmm. because the other time we talked about this too was the nutritional fact. Because there was this big argument for your humans. Oh yeah, they got so smart because they ate all the proteins. <laughs> now listen to this. The dinosaurs, they were meat eaters too, but they had vegans as well. And they were yeah. about the same smartness on the scale, right? Well, you have to you have to realize, like, right? The T Rex was also an expert cleaner upper of colossal dinosaurs, too, right? So yeah, he but was, he had he very was, short arms. His head did all the talking, okay? So he couldn't write, <laughs> but he could he could talk real loud, I guess. But no, like the, the that guy, he was getting his protein for sure. Yeah, but why is that then? They didn't develop into intelligence. That's a great question. Because even their brain size was like a football. Uh, some Bigger? Medicine uh, ball? With comparable size. Like a, the... A water balloon? The Troodon, I believe, was the smartest dinosaur compared to his size. What is that kind of an one is that? Um, so Troodon looked like what a dinosaur would like if it was about the size of a large dog, I guess. So instead of his hind legs... Had a bit longer arms than the T-Rex did, longer neck and a head, like a, a very predatory-like head. Mm. But he was, they were regarded as the smartest dinosaur. Okay. But yeah, no. Um, so the way the way I think about it is that I think mammals have had all that time as well, right? So we've we've been around as well since the dinosaurs. You think so? Oh yeah, for sure. And then we've we've been able to outlive them, so we've been there with them 
and even past them now. So we've so had you, all that time as well. So the argument is there was not enough time? That could be. I'm not too sure. No, you're right. They, they've, they've had millions upon millions of years. And they ate a lot of protein. They ate tons of it. Yeah, but all different kind of animals communicate in different ways. And then you get into the whole thing that stuff is genetically passed on to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a different type of intelligence. Just because they didn't write doesn't mean that the communication wasn't there. True. Yeah, but I guess they were not technology orientated. But yeah. they weren't building structures or changing the landscapes, really. Yeah. Or were they doctors and they healed themselves? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, it's fascinating. I'd have like to, medicine. I'd have to do research like why the dinosaurs weren't smart enough. Like, why didn't they see the asteroid coming? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, we don't, we don't even see the asteroids coming. Uh, that's tricky, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one that was close that kind of snuck up on everybody. Eh? Was it was it 2019 okay or That's okay 2019? No, it was okay-ish. 2019-ish. Okay. Yeah, so the asteroid name was okay 2019. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. We didn't see it. Wow. Because of where it was coming from. Mm. So it came from, I think, the sun, like where the sun is. Yeah. So you can't see that because the sun is... Because the amount of light coming out. Yeah, and you can't block out the sun. So. Yeah. And it missed us by... It was a huge number, but it was it was close, <laughs> even though it was a gigantic number. Mm. So, what do monkeys eat? Uh, apparently, bananas is a myth. I've been told, mm. but they eat grubs, right? Oh, like so the king of lions, when they eat the grubs out of the yes lion yeah. king. Is that what you're trying to? The kings of lion, lion king, the lion kings. Yeah, no. So I mean, they do a lot of grooming, right? So they, they groom for ticks and bugs and things on them. So oh, they okay. Eat bugs. So they eat protein. Yep, they get their fair share. Um, on occasion, some species eat each other or other monkeys. So well. you think monkeys were alive when dinosaurs were alive and um, human beings again, were alive? It, it depends on how we we split in the tree, right? So I'm just trying to burn your argument to burn the it. point where I say, hey, the monkeys were around when the dinosaurs were around. No, but again, like we're still trying to find that missing link, that point where we've we, we got that aha, here's that leap where we go from crawling on the ground to mm-hmm. upright and walking, right? We're still trying to find that guy. Yeah, but isn't that supposedly because we have protein eaters? I don't think so. I don't that think that's the, I don't think that's the sheer argument. <laughs> that's not the only basis of it. Okay. okay. Again, I, I'm ill equipped for this debate because I haven't done my research on that. Here, I was thinking we were just going to talk about stuff. Oh, okay. But now it's a true debate about something I don't want to be quoted on that I have nothing to back it up with right now. Sounds good. Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to let that one go then, I guess. <laughs> for next time. Socrates has spoken. <laughs> Well, that's right. Like, I don't want to be like, no, monkeys were real smart, too. Um, which they are. Yeah, they make tools and stuff. So they, that they have yeah. they have been uh, being shown now to make tools. Mm-hmm. Well, some people would even say they've entered in what's called the Stone Age for them. Yeah, so, that's true. I heard about that. Um, and then orangutans have even shown a high level of intelligence as well with sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. So they can communicate using sign. Yeah, they speak languages of that too, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you are, was it deaf? Yeah. If you're deaf, yeah. You need some form of communication. They use hand signals. So did you like the movie? 
Planet of the Apes? Um, what the original? The the original. Is the Wouldn't best. watch it because it, when it came out, I was terrified of it. So it was so creepy. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very creeped out by it. Yeah, yeah. The scene where they. Um, in for those of you more my age, I guess, like there's a scene in Mass Effect where there's it's a very clear. Uh, copycat, copycat almost of the scene because they they create a sentient robot species essentially, and it's like copying the Planet of the Apes because there's a scene where it's like, oh robot, you go do this, and the robot says no, and then in the movie there's a scene where it's like, oh hey monkey, go do this, and the monkey says no, mm-hmm. and this is the first like recorded time a monkey has spoken and defied like the owners, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you watch the new ones? No. Uh, that's a lot. I watched one. I think it was with uh, Mark Wahlberg. I think the first one. Whatever one had Mark Wahlberg. I think they did two or three now. I don't know. There's a ton of them. Yeah, there's lots. Like I I get the sci-fi concept of it. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think the one where I watched with Mark Wahlberg, he goes to leave Earth, and he has to travel so far away. But something happens, and then he, he turns out he time traveled ahead goes back to Earth and then the monkeys rise up and have taken over Earth and then he becomes basically the the monkey's slave and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much like the first one. The original. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Again, I've, I've mm-hmm. never seen the original. So yeah. Except for that famous scene with what's-his-face. When they look in the tank yeah. and they look in those life pods. When they look at the uh, Statue of Liberty. Oh, it's okay. like, you blew it all to hell. Damn you all to hell. <laughs> when they figure it out. Yeah, when he actually, at the end of the movie, he figures it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love original films sometimes. Like, there's something yeah. about them. Well, it's because it's going past what has been presented before, right? Like, it's it's, it's a good concept. It's it's different rather than what's out there right now. It's so slow in a way, but still there's so much drama. There's, there's a lot happening, yeah, for sure. Like, look at you. you are you familiar with spaghetti westerns? I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where they have those shots of their eyes and they just... Do one shot of the eye from the enemy, and then they shots of the eye from this goofy guy, and then the yeah, 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 and it goes back and forth, yeah. Like it's so interesting. Yeah, the way they they shoot it and the sound effects that they use, yeah, for sure. Mm. I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's being quiet there for a second. We yeah. find another topic. <laughs> yeah, there's no script today. We just totally roll in with it. I have no script. So, yeah. Did you hear about this huge announcement today from Porsche? What did it do? They announced their first electric vehicle. The Porsche Taycan. The Taycan? What? Porsche. It's a. It's a, actually a car. A sports okay, car. Okay. I can see it being, being a car. Makes sense. And it's a Taycan. That's how it is. Is you spell it. A Y K no Y C A M. There's no translation. It's just. I wish. I wish we would. Is it like? It's probably mean something. Yeah, I wish we would know the meaning. It's like right Volkswagen. Now, I have this, They have like weird names for. Cars. I have this like un, unnatural urge just to make fun of that. Okay, <laughs> let's go this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so when I enter that, then it just says. Mm, yeah. It's just like all about that car now. Oh, okay. So okay. they they revealed it today. They yep. did they did it in Toronto at the Niagara Falls. They did it in Germany, right at the windmill somewhere. 
wind farm, mm -hmm. and then they did it in China where they have a huge solar okay. facility. Oh wow! So they unveiled the car everywhere where there's a lot of green energy yep. involvement to say, hey, yeah, we are going to be part of this, or we are trying to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. Now this car is has a 93 point something kilowatt battery, so it's similar to the Tesla Model S, and then uh, it has two electric engines. Yeah, I don't want to bore you with all the details. But Two electric engines? Yeah, one in the front, one in the back. It's all-wheel drive. Oh, nice. And they actually put um, a gearbox in the back engine. So it has a one. The first gear is for launches. And the second gear is for continuously high speed. Mm, okay. Because they, they are saying that they made this car now that can continuously accelerate very fast and hold that temp... Um, Speed. Speed. Yeah. Without overheating because oh, wow. thermal management is a huge deal of electric cars. Yeah. And yeah, it's only cost $150,000. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. And they're going to go, they because they classify their gasoline engines with Turbo, Turbo yeah. S. They're keeping the same name because it, it's now for them more of a branding, hey, this is the highest trim you can get oh, okay. instead yeah, yeah. of what the engine actually yep. stands for. I got you. That's an interesting choice, if you think about it. Could be, yeah, I guess they're trying to trademark that, you know. They are not using a new word for the electric engine. Yeah. They're just taking it over. Yeah, it's funny how words kind of just migrate into other things where turbo I get you could see electricity with that, right? But turbo actually means like a, a supercharged engine, right? So mm -hmm. that's interesting. And they all have supercharged engine, but they only the higher trims they call them turbo. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, it's again, yeah, it's Porsche. a marketing thing. Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> they want they want to have turbo synonymous with Porsche. Yeah, but supposedly this is like the first car that actually can compete with the Tesla Model S. It kind of prices itself out of the market immediately for the average person i'd say 100 percent. so like who i don't are you gonna buy a house or are you gonna buy a car yeah exactly what would you like to do i mean if they could make it where you could live out of this thing yeah. and drive it sure yeah. <laughs> and fly to the moon and uh, for that price yeah i mean there's even cars now that cost well in excess of that right so yeah. and they don't go to the moon so yeah, but still, $450,000, at least yeah. drive me to the moon. Wow, you'd probably get a ticket for that, maybe. Or is that like double that now? It's probably like a million. Man, probably. Kate, would you go to the moon? Or would you go to the bottom of the sea? If oh. you could pick one. Oh, I'm going to see. Okay. Yeah. Why? See nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to see all the different uh, life forms. and all, It's like a different world down there. Mm -hmm. And they haven't even gone as far as... They think it can go. No, like no, we we've, we've discovered more things about space than we have our own ocean. Yeah. So, so I would definitely. To put that in perspective, it's easier to go into space than it than is it actually is. Yeah. underneath water because if you think about it, it's the pressure is immense. Yeah. Like it's in, insane how much pressure is down in there because all the, the layers of water push mm -hmm. on the bottom layer and it just adds and adds and adds. It's true. And it takes hours. I know. I know. It takes like days. To get to the moon, but the ocean's right there, and it takes hours. Yeah, there are so. And the yeah. first thing you see when you're down there, you see a plastic bag floating by. Oh, well, that's one of the scenes you can see. But other than that, most things you see is nothing. Like, it's just black. Yeah. Mm. No it makes sunlight. you wonder if those mysterious uh, creatures, like the gigantic squid, yeah. or what else is out there? 
What other? Oh, Goblin Shark. Fantasy. Fantasy. Is it fantasy or oh. pirate, pirate tales? No, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like no, they, you, there, you never know, right? There was probably like some merit. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was probably actually some merit to them because the Loch Ness monster actually looks like ancient dinosaurs, right? Like a plesiosaur, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And so it's plausible. But again, they're also trying to equate it with the the supply the supply of fish, where the Loch Ness is. It's like there's not enough fish to supply that. Um, even if you look up uh, a megalodon, the largest shark that ever existed, um, this thing was I think bigger than a bus. Is it was it over the dinosaurs age? Correct. Yeah, okay. and they believe the last one died out about a hundred million years ago. Wow. Um, but the teeth the teeth were about six inches big. And about four inches wide. Why do you think everything was so big? Back because then? everything else. Oh, it's the oxygen content in the air okay. uh, facilitated that. Yeah. Mm. So, so there was other factors like, um, like again, T. Rex uh, was wasn't the largest dinosaur, but he was the heaviest, one of the heaviest, um, and he was there basically to clean up the dinosaurs that had died, mm-hmm. because they figure he was more of a, a scavenger than an actual hunter now, yeah. and so he had to eat massive amounts of bone and meat really that's what scavengers he do he looks more like a hunter though like that's two, how they portrayed him yeah, for two sure. legs yeah super sprinter but a lot of them were scavengers it was much easier to scavenge massive dead True. dinosaurs than to fight one yeah because he so. himself during a fight could perish right mm-hmm. and then there's also the threat of other hunters or other t-rexes as well Unless they had a social... They could. No, they absolutely like the did. But again, there could have been firing, warring social groups. Tribes. Tribes, exactly. Even in dinosaurs, there was tribes, right? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, it's fascinating. Like, like these things that we just see in these mindless killing machines were, were actually more, way more complex. I think so, too. Yeah. You can't just label it, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then there was also the Mosasaur. So this thing was terrifying. It was like two buses long. Um, and could eat whales. Like this thing was the T Rex of the sea. Mosasaur. <laughs> Mosasaur. Yeah, it's, it's it's frightening. If you saw this in the ocean, it would be like mm, little tiny snack. Like it would. <laughs> it would be like a krill. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would. It, we would just be done. It sounds very religious. The yeah. Moses. But again, no. It, like back to the the giant squid tail. Like there yeah, could it be must some. Exist, right. There could be some merit to it. Yeah, because all, when they, uh, I believe this was several years ago, they brought on. Or they accidentally caught a colossal squid, and this thing was massive. It wasn't as big as, like, say, the kraken. Yeah. It wasn't gonna drag the boat down. The kraken. Yeah. Again. It's a good one, right? Yeah. Delicious. Uh, I haven't touched it to be honest, but <laughs> I never had it, but yeah. it looks so good. Pretty tasty. Okay, it again, it's good. Again, again, you guys should try it out. It's good. Just like my cake. The marketing. The marketing. For my it cake is really good. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Although you should have some cake. Maybe. Why is the marketing good on the kraken? Is it like all pirate themed? Well, no. the The bottle is shaped like a like an octopus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then even the the commercials for it show it like mm. it's got all the tentacles and stuff like that. And it's just very playful representation of a kraken. So people are attracted to those kind of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Kate. Yeah. You wanted to talk to us about things today, right? I did. I had a question for you, Michael. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So I was just curious if you would be willing to answer why you and your family were vegans. Why we were vegans? 
Yeah, for sure. We can talk about that. If it was ethical, if it was because of mass consumerism, because it was just a health choice. Mm. So, initially, I think it started before New Year's Eve, maybe in 2016, 2015, one of those years. And we, it was more like a feeling where inside you have like, hey, yeah, sure, maybe I should do this. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, like a unconscious behavior thing that comes up in you that says, hey, I don't feel really good about this. Maybe. Um, is, Is this really what I want to do all the time? And why not try this out? Because for anybody who doesn't know this, I used to be vegetarian for like seven years and then I moved to Canada and then I was for two or three more years a vegetarian then I ate meat again and then now I was vegan for two or three years and now I eat meat again so long story short uh, and then we watched some documentaries too about the way some animals are going to be processed I'm gonna use this term specifically now yeah. because it sounds a little bit more rough and I think it's a lot of well, they are. there's a lot of animal it's killing, right? So some people, the people who work in those facilities, for once, I could probably not do that job professionally because I would not want to do that, I think, every day, <laughs> Monday to Friday. I don't know. Would you want to do that, Logan? No. Good. Kate? No, I wouldn't want to take thousands of lives oh. every day. So I don't want to do that either, but... You you can watch those documentaries and the way it's it is perceived on you how brutal it can yeah. be. Yeah. Not that necessary it always is. No, no, there's very humane ways to farm and yeah. not but mass produced food is usually pretty nasty. And we all know how humans are, right? Humans love power and sometimes when they have a lot of power they can abuse it. And they abuse it usually to people or animals that are beneath them. Not that everybody is that, but it's in the human nature somehow. Your emotions are strong within us. <laughs> and for this is a documentary, so I think that was a strong influence. Seeing those pictures where there should be an easy procedure to kill the animal, but it's actually the total opposite. Somebody's taking pleasure in that, yes. or it doesn't go as clean as well, and the animal is still alive when it's already on the hook and it goes on the. Variable, yeah, and then you can. I would, I could further that in more just examples, but I will not right now. Yeah, it's the ethics, ethics of yeah. So that is like that was a big part of why. Mm, like we had chickens in the country, and I loved it. Like we had six chickens, we lost one to the fox. Somehow, one day we came home, and I guess I didn't close the gate in the morning when mm-hmm. we left, and they were all out in the yard. We were used to live in the country, and then we only had five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they don't just go missing, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then one day I went out on the deck, and we had this shed. The chicken house was built onto the deck, so then we put a window in it so we could see them. And in the back there was a fence, and then the chickens, when they, when they are fearful, yeah. they just they start to... Mm, actually freak out you could say talk yeah they just do a certain noise you get familiar with yeah so i looked and sure enough there was a fox right in front of the uh, fence yeah. and all the chickens were like bah, 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 
Yeah, I just go on my own. Somebody's here, somebody's here. <laughs> so I went out there, ran out to the fox, defending my chickens. Yeah. Um, I loved having chickens. It was so good. Yeah. Like you have six fresh eggs every morning. Yeah. It's easy. You don't have to kill the animal. You know that the egg is actually, there's no life in it because yeah. there was no male chicken. Yeah, to fertilize. Fertilize, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But we went vegan because of how animals are treated, how big the impact is on the environment, yeah. how convenient it is actually to be in this culture where everything is animal related almost like is there if you could take it to the point where you say hey why am i drinking cow's milk that's breast milk from the cow for the cups but why am i drinking this yeah well we, that's one that doesn't make any sense we're the only animal that drinks other something animals else's milk, milk. <laughs> all right. yeah we are not any more infants and we are not toddlers but yeah. i mean it's just like the culture we've been brought up to right yeah it's just like in Germany, I used to eat raw pork on a bun, right? Yeah. So, or I ate liver um, smush. <laughs> liver smush? Yeah, it's liver, li liverwurst, yeah, li yeah, pate. But it's just like a normal thing. And as a kid, when you grow up, you're going to have sausages and you're going to have fries at the little shack somewhere. And you're going to have mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't associate that with what is really going on. Because that's what you're being given. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's so the it's culture. Like yeah. Watching a child realize that burger is a cow. Yeah. And how much that almost explodes their mind at the fact that we would kill another animal to eat it. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lesser being in a way. And it can be if yeah. you, if depending uh, on how you how you see it, right? Yeah. And I believe you, a lot of people would just say, yeah, it's a cow. No, it's food. But you can also honor your food, right? You can you can appreciate your food. Even though, yes, you're taking life, but you can still honor it. Absolutely. Well, it's a matter of treating it with respect. And that's, that's a big thing that's wrong with our culture these days when it comes to over farming and, and the way animals are treated and things like that. Like, the, there's no respect. There's no common respect and... A lot of native teachings uh, point out the fact that we are supposed to be the caregivers mm. of the earth and we're supposed to be the caregivers of the animals and the plants. Yes. And that has been lost mm -hmm. with the mass production of, of so many foods. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think that's also though because the population is this big and people need to eat? They do. They do. But the other side of that is, okay, it's convenient. Like uh, the yeah. war, World War Two, mm -hmm. World War One, that that shaped into the industrial age where everything is okay. Quick meal. You're too busy. You've got too much stuff going after on. The war, yeah, yeah. After the war, yeah. After the war, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Processed foods, mm -hmm. right? And to bring this back to the culture, people they almost had no food, right? There was a lot of people had not a lot of food when the war ended yeah. in certain areas of the world. Yeah. And then when food comes back and you survived this, this huge war. You're gonna eat and you're gonna enjoy and you're gonna feel almost like entitled to it. Oh yeah. Maybe? Maybe, yeah. Could be. It's just like I don't I have never experienced the feeling of not knowing when I can eat the next time. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know? So it's so hard for me to say, hey, 
those people over there, they eat not so much meat or they eat so much food right now yeah. and they don't care, but maybe they, it's like a survival skill for them. What, eating more? Yeah. Just in case? It's just because yeah, yeah. they... But again, I think it's more to do with convenience. Food is there, therefore I eat it, right? You think so? Yeah. Okay. Like, my grandparents, hate to bring this up, but my grandfather, for example, he ate his leather from the shoes because yeah. he kept chewing that because there was no food and he was a teenager, yeah. right? And now in his way of living, he enjoys himself. Well, in the day and age we're living in, we're, we're very lucky that we've had not a lot of famine. We've had a lot of growth, explosion of food even. There's tons of it. Mm -hmm. However, yeah, it depends where you are. Too, well, yeah, exactly. It depends where very, you are. But in, true. In, in like Canada, like we've seen an explosion of food, tons of it. Well, the amount we throw away. Absolutely, yeah. Throw away. yeah, it's yeah. huge. Lots of waste. Absolutely, yeah. and mm -hmm. it goes in the landfill actually, and mm -hmm. actually creates a harmful, long-lasting effects where it actually builds up methane and stuff like that. And then if you have leftover foods as a as a company, you can't, and it's perishable. It's so hard to give to the people who are in need because well, you can't. Some, sometimes they can't even take it no, because it's perishable. Ethically, you, you can't. Like it's, there was a couple of people I remember going around asking places like McDonald's and Burger King, you know, all the food that you're gonna throw out, you know, do you mind just donating it because we don't want it going to waste? Yeah. Well, they said no, because it's past its due date essentially, and we can't just give that stuff out due to if someone gets sick. Oh, well, if somebody gets sick, then the company's gonna then, worry about getting sued. That's right, and, and then so there's also a legality to it too. But there are some grocery stores now that are selling, um, what do they call it? Like not, not as good food or yeah. something like that. They oh, yeah, the apples, apples, for example. Not perfect not, apples. No, no, like this is food going past the expiry date. Okay. Which I mean isn't it's it's kind of an arbitrary date. It's so just they, they label it for fifty percent off. You mean? Yeah, but you can actually buy it. So before it was just they would oh, pitch it. Okay. Okay, I've never seen that. I've seen like, oh, the yogurt is going to expire in two or three days and you can get 50% off. Yeah, but again, this, this is a relatively newer thing. I believe it started in like France. Okay. And then it's it's migrating to other places as well due to the demand of it because there's so much food being thrown out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, how is that possible though? It's because there's more food than people buy? Or is, it a, is it a money machine? Well, over overproduced, um, yeah. non... Perfection in food is a big thing. Like the amount, if you look at uh, some of the stuff on banana farmers, bananas have to be a certain size. If they're too small, they have to look a too, certain way. Yeah, they have oh, to look wow. a certain way. So if they're too big, too small, they go in the garbage. Wow. Or if an orange is a little bit, it's it's a little bit crooked, or the tomato grew a little bit off, it's garbage. Hmm. Or throwing away. Yeah, they leave it on the ground because just, it's not perfect. They don't pick it. Oh. That's crazy. And, and that brings in the whole thing of respect. Like nature is crazy. <clears throat> nature does crazy, amazing things and nothing is perfect. Mm -hmm. Depending on how you look at it, some, some things are perfect in nature, depending on where we're going, which yeah. is part of the conversation. But mm -hmm. uh, that whole respect of food and not being wasteful, like just because a head of lettuce has one rotten leaf doesn't mean that's garbage. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Well, it's like bananas. The bananas we eat today aren't what bananas actually are no. or were no they've been they've, altered they've been altered to look yeah. that way and same with actually we just bought uh, i think it were nectarines that were not perfect or they were labeled as that it was a bag it was like four bucks and you got a whole bunch of them in there because mm -hmm. they were slightly off 
like they, they're just the local neighbors yeah the one side grew a bit more than the other side yeah. and i bit into them they're fine still taste yeah mm-hmm. tastes great tastes just like an nectarine yeah, it was pretty funny where did you buy it superstore i believe superstore okay yeah I yeah. for that. This little bag, it's like not perfect, I think it was labeled as. I can't remember, but yeah, it was really good. But yeah, we got into our mindset that it has to look a certain way and yeah. feel a certain way. Which which I get, like it, right, right? Don't eat food if it's moldy or mushy or whatever. Yeah, but there are certain things that we can look past. Like, oh, it doesn't look like it should, but it still tastes just fine. But how is it then that the carrot you go in your own garden tastes so much better than the carrot you buy? From the store i don't know a large part of that is a lot of food does not go ripe on the plant does not go ripe in the ground mm-hmm. it's going to ripe on the truck with gases to mm-hmm. help it along okay um you get into different things like uh tomatoes almost all tomatoes are picked while they're green yes they true. ripen on the truck mm-hmm. right same with pineapples or the, the cantaloupe and honeydews i guess which leads me to the next question how come we only have like cauliflower broccoli like we have so standard vegetables that are just standard which say maybe 10 20 okay what other vegetables are we talking here but, but that's it what do you mean i mean like it's like so standardized like you can only get when you make a when you make a vegetable platter it's going to be oh carrots it's going to be cauliflower those are the it's most common broccoli it's going to be celery but it's like why don't you go with them and be like make an uncommon vegetable platter please it's just for them <laughs> they want the most common they want to put as much as the same one on like processing right it's, it's part of the workers because right they're in there okay what can we put in there that's fast easy and it's the same thing over and over but do you really think there was just like four vegetables at the beginning i've seen some with celery no, there's so many different kinds of vegetables i can't even remember you'd have to google it because i don't know the number but the amount <laughs> i'm just trying to make no. a point i know there's i know but i mean it's in our culture it's so selective I find like right when I is. when I was a vegan, yeah. I was thinking about that to see it from the bigger picture that there there should be more than there actually is. But there there is so many more. It's like tomatoes. There's I don't know how many different varieties yeah. of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But because you want a plant that's going to grow under certain conditions and okay. certain temperatures, we're going to do a GMO and we're going to alter this plant so that it grows perfect in yeah. so many different climates. But we can only have this type of tomato. Beef, beef steak and the plum yeah. the five by six aroma there's there's these standard to- yeah tomatoes, it is right? yeah what yeah what are you talking about oh those are like, those food terms oh i want to eat a box of five by six. Oh, tomatoes yeah and then you get a, i think it's a 20 pounder 25 pounds of tomatoes and then you get the box yeah don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like that with all vegetables and fruit and there's lots of people trying to get um, different kinds of seeds and different seed farms going um, because of the, all the alterations that have been made to plants like, oh yeah it's terrifying it's actually. terrifying they're making plants so that they don't produce seeds that will grow and how do plants grow through seeds through seeds yes so there's so many people trying to do heritage or heirloom seeds depending on who you're talking to yeah. and try to spread all these seeds that will actually produce a seed that mm-hmm. you can grow food from. Yeah, they actually plant. How do you call that when you have the rights to plant to the plant? There's people who buy the rights for the plants now. Yeah, yeah. It's again, you just said it, it's the rights to it, right? Yeah. So, so there's actually a company that you have to go to and buy the seeds from, mm-hmm. and you have to register, and you have to register your crop, and and then even if the crop 
travels to the next farm field. You have to like report it and stuff. And, and it's then it's still yours, right? The other farmer can't claim it. I honestly have no because idea. they don't have the right for. Yeah, it. exactly. It's kind of funny that we have to have start people start businesses claiming rights to seeds and stuff like that, even though they've been here way before we have. Like, mm. Anyways, to touch on that too, like genetically modified so stuff, uh, a company has actually created a, a blunder with, do you remember the, the thing I had mentioned about CRISPR? The blunder in CRISPR? No, CRISPR. No. Do you remember what CRISPR is? No. Okay, I talked about this briefly before on the podcast. What? Which episode? Um, I wasn't here. I'm not going to quote it. But anyways, CRISPR, CRISPR is a program that you can modify genes. So there's actually been a twins, twins in China, I believe, were modified with this program. Um, and now, so a company uh, decided to try it on cows. To a Chinese company? No. A Canadian no, it was a, company? No, it was a company American in the company? US. Just calm down. Say stop, probably stop saying American. words. Like. Most likely American. Yes, it was an American company. Um, and so what their plan was is that they wanted to modify bulls so that they were born without horns. Because the process of removing said horns is apparently quite painful um, and obviously costs the farmer money. So what they did is they used this program, CRISPR, that goes in, edits the DNA, and then it passes it on to the next generation. Is it an AI? No. Okay. It's a program. Um, so, but unfortunately what happened is, is that a, a rogue DNA particle got into this mess mm -hmm. and nice. now, yeah, and now the bulls actually have a bacteria genome in them. So it's, it's very interesting to, sh to go to show where we're, we're playing with particles and what could happen. So did they all kill them now? They no, no they're they're alive actually. There's, I believe they made a handful of them, uh, seventeen calves. That's more than a handful. Yeah, so they did two of them uh, at first. So one was sacrificed for research, and the other went went on to father these seventeen calves. Yeah, and it says here, yeah. So to be removed, the process which the American Veterinary Medical Association says is quite painful to remove the horns. So that's a big aspect of the vegan life choice too, right? People find that uh, testing things on animals is like not a oh part of it, eh? Not a given yeah. choice. Yeah. Right. How I get you, it. How do you feel it. about that, Logan? Well, on the one hand, it's like, how else are we gonna test it? And on the other hand, it's like, well, why are we testing these products that are? I'm gonna use air quotes here. Could be that harmful, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, but again. Um, I personally wouldn't want to be the guy that does it, but I mean, I'd rather know that it's been tested and mm -hmm. proven before you give it to your child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably not the best thing to hear, but I don't know it's, we got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. it's a tough choice. Yeah, life is not easy sometimes. Absolutely no. I don't know. There's no. There's no right or wrong. It's <laughs> it's a very gray area. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that, kid? I don't like that. I don't like that they're trying to genetically modify an animal to make it more pleasing and easier for the farmer to handle. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with those kinds of things. Yes. Um, they were built a certain way for a reason. And yeah, there's that thought of, well, we can improve, but who are we to change an animal's makeup? And what, what kind of snowball are you making with that? Mm -hmm. And that's the same we get into... Um, the fact that we feed corn yeah. to cows 
To make them fatter, faster. To make them fatter, faster. We're not supposed to feed corn to cows. So then we get into... There's How is that? Why is that? Because they don't eat it. They're not they supposed eat, to eat it. They're, they, they're, eat they eat grass. That's okay. what they're supposed okay. to yeah. eat. Just for the audience, yeah. if, in case, right? So because they've been feeding corns to cows for so long, there's a bacteria that's formed. It happened, oh geez, it was 2002 or 2003, I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, they started getting this weird E. coli bacteria that was uh, resistant to antibiotics. Mm-hmm. forming in their stomach and this e coli is getting into the meat it's killing people wow yeah right and yes. and the way to fix that um, is to put the meat through an ammonia process that kills the bacteria so okay oh, perfect, yeah, yeah the e coli is yeah, yeah. gone but <laughs> yeah. now we're eating ammonia yeah. on our beef well that was like bread bread used to have um the stuff they would uh, pre- preserve corpses with uh, formaldehyde. formaldehyde yeah. Yeah, White bread used to have yeah. that in it. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. I was there. Do you remember that one? I do. Oh, oh, I do. Points I do. for this guy. Ta-ta! <laughs> but yeah, no, like we do weird stuff. Like Yeah, because then the ammonia gets in the meat and then who eats the ammonia? Yeah. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, we're not dying from the E. coli, but what is this doing to our bodies? Absolutely. Yeah, and especially like what... What are the long-term effects of yes, things like CRISPR, right? We, yeah. we won't know. Till... What, what's going to happen to the, how many generations yeah. of calves down the line? Maybe they'll grow horns somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the genome's still there. I don't know. We don't know. And then the big argument from the other side would be, hey, if we wouldn't do it, we wouldn't advance. Probably. Now, that this is my personal opinion, but this would probably bring, yeah. will be brought forward for well, yeah, the no, other like, side. We're, right? at the, we're, at the, we're, at, uh, we're at like the cracking the atom phase here right now right like we're we're peering inside people's genomes and things genomes and being like hey what's going on here but again we we don't know we're playing with fire mm-hmm. and we don't know about it really no we wouldn't be where we are today without people taking chances but oh absolutely it's where, where you draw the line yeah you have to draw a line somewhere you know? and i think the biggest um milestones and developments were always almost by accident wasn't it like certain things were just yeah Found out by accident. accident. Sometimes. Wasn't Absolutely. there this woman who found the radioactive um, rock? She was one of the scientists at first. This is a, like, I don't know, for me it's like yeah. it's one of the biggest stories I had in my childhood. And she found this rock and then she left it somewhere on a device or on a surface and it discolored around it. And that way she was figuring out, hey, something is going on with the stone. Oh, wow, yeah. And then... Later on, she actually died because of her research because uh, it was actually due to the radiation. Yeah, but she didn't. She I, didn't know. It yeah. could be plausible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not too sure. I'm not familiar with that story. Yeah, that's a weird story. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I don't. Um, that's that's the vegan rap. <laughs> <laughs> good rap. Good rap sheet. No, but I mean, we did what we did, and it was it was a good experience. I find almost vegan food is, I think, it's very expensive. It can be, for sure. It can be very expensive. The, the substitutes are very expensive. It's almost like vegan is more of a trend for a lifestyle to be... Uh, yep. Maybe. For a lot of people it is. Yeah. Yep. For, for us it was, we, we didn't force anybody to... I always, I didn't even say anything to most people. Because I was just like, I didn't want to get labeled, hey, oh, uh, he's a vegan. Because there's still this, there's still this 
prejudged, perceived. Yeah, you are. Oh yeah, you're vegan. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you want to be. You, you yeah, think no. you're better than. Yeah, uh, I can see it's like the holier than thou kind of complex. Is why I'm vegan. You got your nose up in the air type. Yeah, deal. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. It's just like the gluten-free perception. Even people who want to be have a gluten-free diet, people make fun of that too. Oh, I think with animals and stuff like that, like we're meant to be omnivores, and depending on what part of the world you're from, you need more animal fats than other places. You're from a warmer climate, you don't need to eat so much meat. Mm. Place like Thunder Bay, you need to have those animal fats in the winter. You're mm. gonna waste away. You're not gonna be warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But the the ethical reason behind being vegan, I completely understand mm-hmm. the way everything is mass produced and genetically altered and, and everything like that. We have very little respect for our food anymore. Well, yeah, a lot of uh, apparently a lot of species of of trees and fruit bearing, bearing, bearing trees as well just disappeared because we've we've altered them or we're not making them anymore. Right? So it's it's just it, things are disappearing. It's hard though too because even if you try to be different and try to make a difference. And you think you make a difference. Does it really make a difference? Well, it does. Ultimately, if, if all consumers... Why even bother trying, Michael? Don't even get out of bed. Okay? <laughs> Just stay in bed. Don't get out. If all it's cons- a good point. If all consumers but... took the time and tried to be vegan, it would change the mass production of food. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not so, going to be making the money. So there's power in the in the masses, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Absolutely. But there has to be enough of us to mm-hmm. all stand up at once, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me personally, I don't think I couldn't really see myself getting away from meat. Like if it got to the point where it's like, okay, we need to make it, we're at, we're at the point now, uh, we need to make a choice. We're either going to eat meat, continue on this path and we're going to go off a cliff or sorry, buddy, you got to eat nuts yeah. and you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll have to eat nuts now. <laughs> like, so, but again, I don't think anyone will stand up and be like, Hey, make a choice. So we got to figure out how to basically curb the environmental effect. And balance eating meat too, because mm-hmm. again, cows are one of the higher producers of part part of the environmental effects too. Because if you look at what's happening in the Amazon rainforest yeah, and things like that, that up, like yeah. they, they they cut whole swaths of forest down to put more cattle down. And then once the cattle eat that area, then they move on to the next. Right? It's just progressing and progressing. It's nonsense down there because yeah, the the earth in the for anybody who doesn't know that the earth down there in the jungle. The layer where the most, uh, how do you call it, the, the rich fertilized, yeah. most fertilized yeah. natural earth is just on top and it's super thin yeah. because that's how it is there. And once you take the trees away, because the leaves would fall down yeah. normally, they would get the yeah. nourishment down, Absolutely. the earth just turns into death. Yeah, it's turning, it's changing the climate. Death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, like to go back on a, a couple points there, it's like uh, how you were saying, is there a point to even doing anything? There was a really neat story. Um, so there's this little girl on a beach, and the low tide had gone out, so the tide's gone, and there's a whole bunch of starfish there. And there's a little girl throwing starfish back into the sea. Mm-hmm. And this this guy comes along, it's like, hey, like little girl, what are you doing? Like You're, you're not going to save them all. And she picks up one more, and she's like, well, it made a difference to that one. She chucks it into the water. Like it's, it's. We can make differences. We just have to acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes everybody has a moment of doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just I think it it happens, and then you have to 
either way, remind yourself, no, I'm really making a difference here. Or you gonna or surround yourself with people of the same mindset, right? Go online, like I'm sure there's mm -hmm. vegan. Yeah, there's um, a vegan association in Thunder Bay. Vegan group chats or something. Be like, oh, I did this today, and you know, you get a, a fir affirmation. Of, yeah. Of whatnot there. But you have to find the people you can relate to. Absolutely. Most, yeah. Most. And uh, sorry, but I think a lot of people take it to an extreme too, where they are very vegan. <laughs> I can see it be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. where that's like. They all, this would be like, I will try to convert you guys right now and say, hey, and put a bad consciousness on you and say, oh, yeah. no, you have to be vegan because the world is going to end and you are responsible for it. You have to be vegan. Like, I think it's very strong perceived. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah. They almost make it so that when you're vegan, you should promote being vegan. And that's where like, I think a lot of there. hate comes up. Yeah. yeah. Preaching. Yeah. But you can't change people. People only um, can change themselves. People, yeah, I mean, but you can put it out there too, right? You can just say, like, in passing, right? Oh, you know, I'm vegan, I do this. You know, have you ever tried that? And leave it at that. You don't have to push it on people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people also that are on the on the verge where they realize, hey, that it has a huge impact on the environment and I want to make a difference. And if maybe this is something I can do. Maybe even just eat meat once a week instead of every day. Yeah, yeah, limit it. Yeah, maybe. But again, there's also the, hate to break it up, there's also the economic side of it too, right? So now we have all the farmers invested in meat. We have all their livelihoods in this one market too, right? So, mm -hmm. Which you, you do you do hear a lot of blowback on uh, vegan and non-dairy things and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a multi-level issue, right? But again, uh, what was it? What's his face there? It said, you know, what are we going to do? Put all the gold on one and put the, the planet on the other and hmm, mm -hmm. outweigh it? So... Yeah, it's, it's the same with the pollution too, with the carbon. Yes. Now, you can either way reduce all the carbon that you can, or maybe somebody's going to develop a device where you can suck all the carbon and out of and, the earth. And again, I do that too, but like I, out of the atmosphere. again, we're, we're always waiting for someone to come along, somebody else to come along. It's like, oh, someone will figure it out. Okay. But like I, I, I'm guilty of it too, but no, I don't feel like a lot of people sit down and go, okay, what can we do here? It seems to be the masses um, is occupied. Is go. Hey, I'm gonna have to go to my job. I'm gonna have to. No, right. Yeah, things get in the way, right? And it's my kid. Well, my kid is sick. Or this, this is how I've been doing things for years. I always take my truck in, and I always go to work this way, and yada yada yada. Right? But it's someone will figure it out. Mm -hmm. But we are at the point where things are changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are people that are that are stepping up to the plate and uh, taking things on. Mm-hmm. And the little things do make a difference. And if everybody knew that and believed that, then things would change. It's I think. Yep. It's true. Yeah, very true. And it's okay to do to have self doubt too, I guess so. Because sometimes you just have to reflect on thinking really is is this how I feel about it too? And for us this was the point where we couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It's just was like no. That's it. And now, when we eat, I have like, eggs are fine, cheese are fine, chicken is good. But then when it's a piggy, it's like, there's a different feeling. And then I was asked, hey, where, where is this one from? What, what is bacon, Papa? Yeah. And then you say, it's from the pig. And it's, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> it's like this little moment of, 
I'm eating a pig, like this awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hey, it is what it is. For us, it works better at the moment. Yeah. Well, I think you can find a balance too, mm -hmm. right? And try your best to get ethnically sourced animals as much as you can. Things like that. It's hard. It is very hard. Yeah, it's not easy when you're in the culture where things are how they are and you try to do something different. Well, a lot of people don't like it when you try to do something different, especially in, in a public kind of way. Like a lot of people like to stay blind and can't deal with the state we are in on the planet right now mm -hmm. and have to keep a blind eye to be okay to get through day by day. Um, I remember having a conversation with a couple of people about water. And Water's a good point. Part, part of their discussion, we were talking about, you know, like, what, what's the next war going to be about? Is the next war going to be about fuel? Next war going to be about food? And I just straight up said, you know, the next war is, big war is going to be about water. It's happening already. Mm -hmm. And brought up a couple points of, like, there, there's water under lock and key all over the world right now and has been for years. Um, there was a woman that I worked with at Little Lions, the, her home uh, city that she was from in India, they had hour yeah. for water for one hour a day. Yeah, no. mm. That is all you get. And that's even they have water a day. You're lucky yeah. you get that water for an hour a day. And people don't want to see that it's already happening. Right? And we're lucky that we can just have a shower whenever we mm -hmm. want on the side yeah. of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, they, they can't handle that truth. Right? It's like a different reality. Yeah. Well, don't worry, the ice caps are melting. We'll have lots of water. Yeah, too much water. Yeah, it's salt water. <laughs> you can use it. Just adapt. Yeah. <laughs> Just evolve, Michael. Yeah. Talk to the dinosaurs about that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know everyone who's ever drank water has died? <laughs> Water's a killer, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cause they. <laughs> I love I love jokes about water because they're so like ridiculous like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you can drink actually too much water too. Uh, oh no, yeah. absolutely, you yeah. can. Yeah, you can kill yourself by overhydration. Yeah, yeah. 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 The amount of water you can actually die. Yeah. <sighs> like even here in a, on in Canada, there's there's tons of reserves across Canada that are on boil water advisories. Some of the reserves yes. have been on boil water advisory since 2003. Oh, we, we actually, yeah, we have huge issues with those. Crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's happening right in our backyard. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even know. How's that, though, possible? Faulty equipment, equipment breaking down. Different factories and different uh, yeah. things up the river from where yeah. the people live. Dumping chemicals in the river. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't remember the name of the reserve, but it was somewhere uh, way up north near the Manitoba border. And there was, uh, they can't even bathe in the water. Wow. They get sores because of the amount of chemicals that are in. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Hmm. We're very much at a, at a point where people need to wake up a little bit. We're, we got a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah, so, so, how do you think you can make a difference then? I got a big bite of cake. <laughs> cake, Kate. <laughs> Logan, how do you think you can make a difference? Uh, reading about it, being aware of it, I guess. Mm. Sharing the knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Doing a podcast about it. Sure. Don't do that, it's bad. 
But no, uh, no, we have to we have to start realizing that we can't just start dumping everything into the water and thinking that it's okay. Uh, the water has its own natural filtration, but it takes uh, an insanely long time for that one droplet of water to go through the filtration and come back, right? Well, and they say all water that is on Earth is all the water that there is. There's no new water coming. No, we'd we'd like have to it, go like out to space. Yeah. Grab asteroids just pure of ice and throw it in our into the water. It's the only way. That, that is the only way. Yeah, we're not you're getting, we're not getting any new water. You're right. Yeah, and we we love to just dump tankers full of oil into our oceans too. We're we're real good at that. They don't even talk about oil spills anymore on the news. <sighs> just not even yeah. a thing. Well, I love that line. I can't remember some some oil pipe or there was, there was a proposed thing in BC. They wanted to open up the port. Oh, there'll never be an oil spill. And then the next day it was like, oh, oil spill occurred at this such and such yeah. place. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, mm -hmm. you guys want to drink that? And even uh, fracking. Fracking's a oh, huge issue awful. too. And they have to use fresh water in order to frack. Yeah. But then the, the water that's there, these people are left with this undrinkable yuck of a water pool now. Like before it was fresh, clear, like they had... Uh, wells dug and everything and then they frack it and then all the methane and all this chemical gets bumped into their uh, their wells you can't drink it yeah who approves that though uh, oil companies and stuff and I guess the government as well the government signs off like in Alberta I think they have a law where it's like if if oil's there the, the companies can just go to town mm -hmm. isn't that the same law of gold too I'm not too sure gold you have if gold is on your property you don't own it or something i'm not too sure like if it's a if it's an ore <laughs> he's not too sure <laughs> look it up okay 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 well um, regarding the water the in germany the water needs so much filtration when they pump it first up because mm -hmm. of the agriculture and the pesticides oh they yeah use. yeah it takes I'm gonna take it to the next team. It takes days to clean the water so it is actually drinkable. Yeah, or safe. Yeah. And that's the groundwater. Like that's the water that the should ground, be yeah. filtrated because of the natural filtration. Yeah, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. But life just goes on, right? <laughs> yeah. It's But we, we were poisoning our own watering holes and all this stuff. Were you when you were in high school? Where you had this topic, though, oil is going to run out and there will be not oh. enough, more, enough oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the time, I think they said we only had like 500 years left or something. But yet they always, oh, really? they always oh. seem to discover more. 500 years? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They always seem to discover more oil patches and oil underneath the ground. Again, we have to realize we haven't even just like gone very deep in our own crust. Hmm. Like if you look, if it's like a, if you were to look at it, and like an ant farm, and the ant farm was maybe like 30 centimeters, we've, we've scratched the surface. Even the deepest borehole that we've ever dug, ever, has again only scratched the surface of our of our gigantic earth. So, I mean, there's, there's tons of stuff down there. We just have to get at it. Yeah, but we can't. Why? Because we're not there technology-wise. Well, yeah, yeah, we're not there technology-wise, but again, like... We, we can't just assume that oil is going to run out and create this mass hysteria thing going on. No, mm. but there's the other side that there's so many different substitutes for oil, like all these electric car companies, and then we can get into a whole well, discussion of... Well, we can get into a discussion about the ethics of actually the batteries for yeah. these the cars. The minerals make the are... batteries and that whole thing, because yeah. it's, it's big. It's yeah, big. I was actually listening to the radio and they were talking about, yeah. oh, they need cobalt. Well, where's cobalt? Well, 
there's a huge source in the democratic of Congo. Right. And that's, that's not a very great place to start with. And then all these people are exploiting this place to get all this cobalt, which compounds a problem. Mm -hmm. And then we're putting in our electric cars and then they are like, it's like a toxic chemical too. When we go through the batteries, it's not necessarily a better thing. And then you can get into a whole hemp of it all. And that there's lots of uh, theories that back in the day, the whole reason why marijuana um, and hemp were made illegal was because of the big companies, be big oil company, paper company, cotton companies, all this, because hemp could be used to make all these other products and they were losing money. So whether or not you 100% believe yeah. all of that yeah, conspiracy. Just... Sorry, I just had to cut this. So we're going to jump back into the whole idea of these big companies made it so that hemp, uh, which is technically separate from marijuana, um, was made illegal so that we weren't making fuel from it, we weren't making clothing from it, we weren't making plastics from it. Biodegradable plastics can be made from hemp. And we wouldn't be in such a state that we are now had we been using those products and those big companies didn't shut it down in order to gain control Mm -hmm. and to gain money. money, money, money. Could be. Money, 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 money. It's true. It's just the same thing about the environment and the animals. And it comes down to money. that too. Yeah. Profit. But that's this, this is like the Western... The West culture? The West culture? Well, I think, well, the Western culture also facilitated in how the Chinese environment disaster is as well, right? That's very true. Yeah. Meaning? So we sent all of the... We, we sent all of the designs over to China they made it cheap labor mm. and they have all the nasty chemicals making all these designs and then they send them back over yeah cheap 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 oh it's so cheap but then if you look at like the rivers and it's like the rivers are like orange there's a, a thick haze like even, I don't know if you remember the Olympics mm. they, had to, like, uh, no. they had to censor some shots because yeah. it was so because the amount of pollution because the, the amount air. of pollution and the people the people who lived in China weren't allowed to, to loiter or hang around the Olympics to because it would would scare like the West and show how bad it is because mm-hmm. they, w- they would always have masks on. They do. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be really bad. Yeah. They? We're, we're great. <laughs> this is a interesting episode. Very uplifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like it's good to talk about those things to be aware. Yeah. Yeah, because again, I guess you go through life and you put blinders on. You're like, oh yeah, that's how it is. But when you actually start talking about it. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this back to you, Gabe. How do you think you can make a difference? How can I make a difference? Yeah. I try to make a difference every day. I I don't leave the water running when I brush my teeth. Mm -hmm. If I have gray water from my dishes that I haven't cooked with meat, I use it for my plants for my garden outside. That's a very good idea. (coughs) Just little things like that. I uh, did deodorant. Me and my wife buy does not come in package. Mm-hmm. It just comes. It's like a big bar deodorant. Oh, okay. It just comes in paper. Very smart. Uh, we try to limit how much uh, plastic bags we use, plastic wrap, that kind of thing. Um, all that kind of thing. Try to make uh, some of my own dog food for my dog, so mm-hmm. I'm not buying this mass-produced mm-hmm. food for for my dog, which is better for my dog in the long run too, and better for the environment. Um, it's really frustrating and sometimes you feel like all those little things don't make a difference and the whole idea of like, okay, plastic, uh, straw ban doesn't make that much difference compared to how much corporations are 
shitting on the planet, mm-hmm. right? But if everybody stopped using plastic straws, that's a problem gone. It's true. So every little step helps, mm-hmm. right? Every little bit of respect to our planet and to ourselves mm-hmm. helps. Yes, it does. That's good that you bring that up. It really helps if you if you like for us for example. I don't know the toilet when we don't always flush it every single time we use it yeah. during the night, for example, because hey, we, it doesn't really matter. You can just still flush it in the morning. Yep, we do the same thing in my house. <coughs> yeah, it saves a lot too. If that it's, way, if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> If it's, yeah. if it's yellow, let it be mellow. So that's your saying this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I should have thought first. Can I one of these? Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm not, it's not mine, but I Go just say it. yes anyways. Oh, what's, what's, what was my saying of the week? My saying that I looked up was, look what the cat dragged in. And Nice. Look what the cat dragged in usually to most people means, oh, look who's here. But on an original kind of where it came from, initially was the person that is showing up is mischievous or unwanted Mm. or there's something wrong with what like when a cat drags something in it's It's usually usually dead dead or or a mouse or something very battered or unwanted thing it's an unwanted thing makes sense yeah it's interesting how things kind of change and you don't really understand the original meaning and it gets used in so many different ways Mm mm-hmm like, oh, you're here. That's not really what what the cat dragged in, right? You're not happy to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is this familiar to the one where you say, oh, yeah, we just talked about you, and now you're here? Oh, like oh, the devil? Like yeah, you're burning? Speak of the devil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. So speak of the devil is when you're talking about them, and then they show up. Mm-hmm. It's like they're almost summoned, like the devil. But nowadays you say that more in a context where you just... You make fun of the situation, but you didn't really talk bad about that person, right? Maybe? Kind of. Kind of. Or, or you could be like, oh, your ears burning, like you, you had said there. Because mm-hmm. they just come in, and usually when when people say, oh, my ears are burning, so, someone must be talking about me. So it's kind of funny that way. And tends to not be necessarily seen on a positive light. Oh, my ears are burning. What? What's being said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. It's a good saying. I like it. Do you have a saying? Of the day, Michael? I do, I do, I do. Oh, boy. Uh, my saying of the week is... Oh, ich krieg so eine Krawatte gerade. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh, man. So eine Krawatte means I'm getting such a tie right now. Which, it makes no sense in English. Is that like such constricting of airflow? It something? almost means like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I just... I. What's, Why am I in this situation so is that right like now? You're stepping in fat. Is that the same? No, way? it means like actually more like you are annoyed of a situation <laughs> where if you... I was stepping in fat, I'd be annoyed at that situation. No. Where did that saying That's come another from? Saying. Oh, you where? missed it out. Oh. Missed out on last week. Maybe last week. Yeah. Ich krieg so eine Krawatte gerade. I'm just getting such a tie right now. You're annoyed. Wait, what? Isn't wouldn't getting a tie be fine? Like if you're like, I'm going to the store to get a tie. I think it's perceived because maybe this originates where, when you wear a dress shirt with a tie, oh, it's, it's really tight. Like, yeah. And some people are not familiar how tight it can actually be, yeah, and they feel unfamiliar with that. Yeah. 
and sometimes even they get the wrong shirt and it's it is really too tight because if you pull you should have just like barely one finger on a little bit uh, yeah that's my saying it's pretty good right <laughs> interesting yeah and my I'm actually gonna put a little twist on my words this week. Oh no. I'm gonna bring up the words that are hardest to pronounce in no. German. <laughs> <laughs> Even for you? you no, got for, the dictionary for, there? No, no, I'm, I'm gonna say it and then one of you has to say it after me. So now let's start with the first one, uh, Logan. So listen to this Umweltverschmutzung. Umweltverschmutzung. It's very good, yeah. So it's very not easy to pronounce. <laughs> it's Umweltverschmutzung. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which means pollution. Yeah, it's nice. A, it's a good one. And then, Kate, for you, we have Eichhörnchen. Eichhörnchen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. Which means squirrel. Squirrel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. Say it, say it again. Eich. Hörnchen. Hörnchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you got. You are. You up. Okay. Uh, okay. So my saying is, you are what you eat. Nice. Uh, you just like looked it up. If you did, you put those words into Google. Vegan. No. No, I didn't. No, it's very, very appropriate. But no, this this came into. Existence, I guess, is somewhat sometime in the eighteen hundreds, um, and it basically literally means what it is. So it just means that you're eating, <laughs> essentially. Um, so the actual phrase in English, though, didn't emerge until not nineteen twenties, and it was actually from a nutritionist uh, who was a strong believer in the idea of food controls health. So he believed that you are what you eat, and he meant that mentally. Mm -hmm. So whatever you eat affects your state of mind. Which, I mean, it can be true, actually. So, in, in some forms, I believe you, you would be correct in that way. But mo nowadays, most people are like, uh, if you're eating too much of a bad thing, some people just chime it in. They're like, well, you are what you eat, and if you look like a potato, you probably eat lots of potato, like chips and fries, right? So, yeah. that's where I've heard it mainly, mainly from. I think that also goes into, like, the respect for food and, and yeah. the way you eat with your eyes. Mm -hmm. So, if something looks appealing, you'll enjoy it more. Okay. Um, same with how food is served. Um, that's one thing that's very important to the Waldorf philosophy mm -hmm. is how food is served. I'm not going to take a piece of cake and slam it on a plate in front of you and go, here you go, here's your food. You're not going to enjoy that meal. Whereas if I take the time, I cut it nicely, I put it down with respect, mm. you're going to enjoy that food a lot more. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, putting love in your food, mm -hmm. same idea. Yes, yeah. I just wanted to ask you, yeah. do you take it even further to the process where you're actually making it and the emotion associated with it? It 100% makes a difference. I say that you can taste hate in food. If, oh, yeah. if you go to your, your favorite restaurant every Friday and you get the same cook makes your food every Friday, they make your food with love every Friday you go to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then the next uh, next month, oh, can't make it on Friday, I'm going to go on Monday. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, okay, there's a different cook on, and that cook is bitter. That cook doesn't want to be there, that cook doesn't like their job. Your food is going to taste completely different. Yeah. Your presentation will be completely different, mm -hmm. and you won't enjoy it as much. Yes. So I think that's 100% true. Yeah. 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 Love well, makes it could difference. be misogynist and like that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Where were you going with that? <laughs> Nowhere. Just talking. 
maybe they don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> they like being treated like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Am I the only one? I guess so. Made sense in my mind. That's good. Only, only in his. Only in I don't get his movie themes either. Sometimes my movie themes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. And Do you want to take that a little bit further before we're gonna go into a different topic? Though speaking of Baldorf philosophy and also the uh, certain kids are sometimes very active. For example, you mentioned earlier. Oh yeah, part of the nutrition class that I took with Little Lions Waldorf training, um, we talk about the different personality types that make up all of us. We're all not just one type of personality, but mm -hmm. we have different stronger traits. So say you have a child that's very hyperactive, very all over the place, high energy, almost uh, head in the clouds, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, part of the philosophy behind Waldorf is you take that child and you feed them things that help them become grounded. Okay. So if you have a child that's very, very hyper and you, you need to be feeding them carrots, potatoes, beets, things that are come from the ground to help that child become okay. grounded. Same as if you have a child that's very lethargic or uh, low energy, you're going to, you're going to feed that child a little bit more leafy greens. It's closer to the sun. It's part of the air. Mm -hmm. And it, and it the theory is, is that it's supposed to help balance you. Um, part of what we do at the daycare is we make sure that we have root vegetables and leaf vegetables in all our meals. Very nice. So that some children are affected different ways by our meals and hopefully helpful in some ways. Mm -hmm. So you you both, both in them. Yeah. Right? Okay. I like that. I think that's, um, there's a truth to that as well. I've, it makes sense to me. Very interesting. Mm hmm so do you go for those classes? Are they in town when you do those courses? I just did the nutritional part with uh, Marilyn, our ex-CEO of uh, Little Lions Waldorf. Okay. I'm actually going to be part of the Waldorf training um, starting this month, actually, on the 19th. And it's three days out of every month for two years. And you get to learn all sorts of aspects of the Waldorf philosophy and about uh, Steiner and all the all the beliefs behind Is it Rudolf Waldorf. Steiner? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very interesting stuff and, and about child development, like a lot of Waldorf philosophy has to do with letting a child be in a natural space in order to use their, their own imaginations mm -hmm. and to not be bombarded by screens and, and electronics and not have that negative energy around them. Mm -hmm. Which is perceived as taking away imag imagination, right? Yeah. 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 Because in, in imagination there is magic, you could say. Yeah. Because it's, the, creat it's creativity that you're making up in your head. Mm -hmm. I find that I was, it's almost like impossible. If you buy him a toy and it's like a huge dinosaur that walks with a remote, yeah, it's nice. And then you have this random cardboard box that you got from Amazon and you just toss it into the fire pile where you yeah. know, do, use it for Kindle and he grabs it and it's a toy for three days and he just plays with it. <laughs> It's, it's a castle, and then it's yep. a rocket ship, yeah. and then it's a it's race mansion. Cars, yeah, whatever race you car. want. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Boxes are often better than the toy that you came in. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really amazing. And a lot of North American society or Western society, we, we distract ourselves with these computers and flashy things in our faces all day long, and we lose our imagination. Mm -hmm. So I think 
little lines is really important for a lot of kids to hold on to that and not be it's a proven fact that all these TV screens and computers flashing in our eyes, all these kids are getting attention deficit disorder and that the telephones and all this, it's basically your brain reacts like you're on cocaine. Mm-hmm. That's a reward program. It's dopamine. It's a, yeah, yeah, dopamine, right? Mm-hmm. So it's... You get a notification. The notification is a bad. Yeah. Instant yeah. um, yeah. gratification yep. all day long. But it that, trains that, you. It's, it's like training a dog. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Let's see if we train a dog again. So we're pretty smart, eh? We, we are <laughs> almost enemy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we are. are. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And with great power comes great responsibility. But total power corrupts totally. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Power to the people. <laughs> you know, you know what people say. Oh, you know, if I had, if I had the power to do something, I would. It's like, I. You think that's true? A lot of people would, yeah. But again, it again, total power would corrupt. It, it's but just, don't you have you the know, power to do something, but you don't do it? What? what? what like, see, right for now? example, if somebody is not happy about their weight, for example, they are, that's, say that's they are overweight. Different. That's different. I mean, about the total society. I mean. Okay. Like, Government, like, great, like, you're putting in laws. If you really try, though, you can make a difference. What's that woman's name in the States right now? It's causing all sorts of issues for everybody in Congress. Uh, Cortez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hang on. I can't. Michael will Google the name. Mm-hmm. But this woman just came out of nowhere, and she's making all Alexandria of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Yes. Yeah. I'm I, actually following her on Twitter. What is she doing? She is a congresswoman for New York, uh, District 14. That's uh, Bronx and Queens. And she is, and her Twitter profile says, she is in a modern, moral, wealthy society. No American should be too poor to live. 100% people funded and no lobbyists. And then I guess she will take her political career somewhere else. Maybe, if she can. Well, and she's questioning a lot of these systems that have been in place for so long and, and hmm. making people think and challenging somebody from the people yeah. making a challenge. Well, that's against, good. I think every once yeah. in a while a good shake up and wake up is a, yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's the whole idea that somebody can make a difference if you, if you make the effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was one of the youngest women that was elected. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that, right? before somebody else just now recently got in there as well hmm. yeah and speaking about the americans <laughs> okay before that let me get to my word here oh yeah we didn't get to your we, word we did no oh, we kept talking word. okay we what was talking. it michael you said uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I gotcha. you got me you know i'm gonna go i'm with gonna the... just edit this out <laughs> <laughs> gonna go with whippersnapper Ooh. never heard of that one whippersnapper didn't you say that already i don't think so hmm. okay why why is everything i say you know what how about this ragamuffin you heard of that one yeah i like ragamuffin i have not ragamuffin i use it all the time you do yep so ragamuffin is basically a what a rag is right it's a dirty scruffy piece of old cloth so it makes sense to know a ragamuffin is a person who wears dirty and scruffy clothes okay just like rags why is it a muffin, though? It's just a person. Probably a partial... There was something else going on there. Like making it cute? 
Could be, Like yeah. a child. You're such a ragamuffin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could be. Okay. You know what word I learned the other day? I was, was outside playing, and he had this playhouse, and then he said to me, Papa, there's a Danny, Danny line, long legs. Danny long legs. Yeah. Danny long legs. I've never heard of that word before. Oh, really? And I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Danny long legs. I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah, they're, they're pseudo spiders, essentially. They're spiders. They're, they're basically, they, they look like a ball with a bunch of legs. Yeah. And apparently very poisonous, but they cannot get through the layers of our skin. So oh. they don't hurt us. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, it was on the cushion and inside his shit, so I just pulled yeah. it out and I said, okay, you're good. <sighs> oh, they're everywhere, yeah. Yeah, that's my word. Oh, Tristan is now online. Through TV just said. Oh, yeah? Nice. Shout out to Tristan. Hey, Tristan! And Kenora, cooking away. <laughs> he used to work at Bites, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I used to work with him at the Valhalla. Nice. Yeah, very nice. You were done with your work? <laughs> it's done about five minutes ago, everybody. Okay, so I wanted to talk about <clears throat> Ricardo Alocer. Yeah. yeah. So he did 3D printing. Hey, uh, Logan, how is 3D printing in sunlight? Not good. Not good? Why? Not good. Don't do it. Don't do it. What happened? A lot of bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is your printer okay? Yeah. It, it will be without some, you know, scratches and minor cosmetic issues, but yeah. You want to elaborate? I think it's enlightenment. <laughs> so I think it's a what? <laughs> enlightenment to the... Enlightenment? Uh, okay. It's just 3D printing following. So I had a plan to do 3D printing outside. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have a resin printer. And resin cures by UV rays. Well, you know what else gives off UV rays? The sun. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. But the thing I did is I put the the printer in a, a Tupperware box. It's a, it's actually a relatively larger one. Like uh, it's a storage box. Kind yeah, of. It's, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. a it's a great big one, um, preventing the sun from getting into it. However, the sun on that day was particularly warm. Uh, a lot of UVs that day, and it actually warmed the container, the plastic container, enough that caused the resin inside to cure. So oh, even though it was through the plastic? Yeah. Wow. And then when I took it out to clean it, I would, in the vat, uh, for those of you who also have resin printers and who don't, a vat is where you store your resin, and it's this, this little metal container, and I would take my glove, get the hardened layer, there's a literally hardened layer, peeled off. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever experienced the fact that when you put down oil-based paint and then you put acrylic paint on top of it, it comes off in a layer. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came on this hard layer ripped it off put it down wiped my hands off and there's a layer already started wow again it cured that fast so needless to say i got the good resin out and there was just a mess everywhere and if if anyone's ever had to clean up hardened resin it's not fun how did you do it lots of alcohol and lots of elbow grease nice it's a good workout yeah but you got some good models going, right? Yes, some did print. Um, I was able to, I think, print four four models. Nice. It wasn't bad. A lot of scenery. But yeah. yeah. If you don't try, you don't know, right? You exactly. You know what? I thought, you know, this the smell wouldn't be there. The smell's going to be outside. It's not going to get in the house. So no A plus for no smell. Yeah. That, that was great. Um, it was a learning but, experience. But the, yeah, the aftermath was, was not worth it. Mm-hmm. So no more outside printing? Uh, no more outside printing. 
Yeah, makes sense. Well, thanks for explaining that to us. Did I say Ricardo Alcero already? You did. Yeah, I did already. Yeah. So he, you commissioned him? Yeah. To do a 3D modeling, right? Yes. Correct. So a 3D modeling is a file that you would utilize to print on your correct. printer. Yeah. So it can either be like an object file, an STL file, or I believe there's a couple others, but those are the main ones I dabble in. So that's like uh, an artist for 3D printing? 3D, think of it as sculpting. Or video games? Think of it as sculpting in 3D space like okay. on a computer. Okay. Essentially what he has done. So he's like an ancient Roman artist who would do no. statues no. in real life, but now he does it on the computer. Okay, if yeah. you're gonna equate it to that, then yeah, yeah. that's let yeah. me finish first, guys. So there are there are programs that you can get that will allow you to do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, have you ever tried that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Is it tough? It can be. It's a different skill set, right? Because you're you're not physically in the space. You don't have the clay in your hands, and you can't shape it, mold it. You have to use your mouse, or you can use like a pad. Hmm with a, a stylus okay yeah um i'm not gonna say it's easy i mean with time you can get good at it but it's not yeah not easy yeah for sure i'm not a good artist any realistic drawings nope so have you heard about tesla <laughs> no michael <laughs> they, they have a big issues with insurance companies oh really like, it's cost a lot of money to insure tesla why? Because it's a pricey car to begin with, and then also the parts are not always available, uh, so they are in the shop longer, and then you have to have the rental longer. Okay. It's a chain reaction. Now, a few months ago, Elon, right? <laughs> that Mons, guy? Who's yeah. that guy? <laughs> He's wearing a lot of jacket. Is he famous? Yeah. No. <laughs> he teased uh, that he is going to provide insurance directly from Tesla for people who buy Tesla. Wow, smart. Now, they have been working on that for years, and last week they actually announced that this plan was now reality. So you can insure your Tesla through Tesla now, which uh, supposedly reduces your cost by 20 to 30%. Wow. And they will help yeah. you insist. Well, it would put more onus on the company for them, like to get it going, right? Because they're the ones who are putting out this product, mm -hmm. and it's disrupting the market. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that they're going to back it even further. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's it's a great thing to do, yep. I think. Great. For company-wise, just like you said. So, what beer are we drinking this week? Oh, a Hoogarden. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't buy it, though. He has to say it as an accent. He has to put the accent in there. Me? Yeah. Who? Can't just say whole garden. Right? No, I said who garden. Who garden. That's it. That's why I got you to say it because I would have just said whole garden. Yeah. yeah, whole garden. Whole garden. What? What did I say? Do you hold the garden or who's, is there holes in, in the garden? <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of beer is that, Logan? I don't know. It's a beer. It's a wheat beer brewed mm -hmm. with coriander and orange peel. Is it like one of your favorites? Is that the one you talked about last week? Yeah, yeah it's like one of my favorites. Huh? It's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's actually nice. nice. I find the. If you don't shake it too much at the beginning, when you have a little yeah. zip at the end, it's very flavorful. Oh, I got you. Lots of orange peel then. But actually, I like it. Definitely has a nice body to it. It's good. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us along. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess my it's my turn next week again. Sure. <laughs> Just shut up, Michael. Just shut up. The... Local news this week. 
We got Michael Christie. He's long listed for the Jilla Prize. That's very impressive. He he's a Thunder Bay born writer and he's nominated for the one hundred thousand dollar prize. Oh, that's awesome. And his newest novel is the title Greenwood. And it's supposed to be published later this month. No, released this later this month. Nice. It's a propulsive multi generation family story in which the unexpected legacy of a remote island of the BC coast will link the fates of five people over a hundred years. <laughs> Dramatic pause. The story begins in the year 2038 in the wake of global environmental collapse. Oh, it's a future. <laughs> it's, a so it's a good book to bring future up. Future book. Yeah, this is good, guys. I got you. You gotta, you gotta, we have to read this and then meet you next week. <laughs> Start a book club. <laughs> just started a book club. Now, I'm actually intrigued. So, the shortlist will be announced on September the 30th, and the winner of this award will be revealed at the gala in Toronto on November the 18th. So, let's cross our fingers. Maybe? And See, the funny funny thing about crossing your fingers is it's like a, it's a double it thing. A, there's a double thing going on, right? Because what yeah. you can do yeah. is you yeah. cross your fingers and you're like, you're hoping. But what people do is they'll be like, no, I'm not lying. But their hands cross are their crossed finger. behind yeah. their back. Mm -hmm. And it's like a... It's the same thing with the cat. When you draw the... When somebody comes in with the cat, it has drawn in. You can but see it as a good reason. one and bad thing. Yeah. No, but... So when you cross your fingers, you're, you actually like show the person. You're like, mm, like, like this, right? You're like, oh, cross do your you? fingers. Yeah, do. Do. you usually do. No. Oh, when on the good one? Yeah, the good one. When it's the good one, yeah. Cross my fingers. But when you're lying, you're like, oh, yeah, like, right? No, I would never do that. I would never do that, yeah. Like, I think that was more portrayed in cartoons, but yeah. Like, which one? Um, Cartoons, I think, like Woody Woodpecker, Tom and Jerry, things like that. Bugs Bunny and Friends. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Nice. Now we have a Thunder Bay physician to be invested into the Order of Canada. Dr. Thomas Dignan will receive the honor at the residence of the Governor General. Nice. Nope. Pretzel down. Yep. And it was first announced last December. So he is actually, a, he became in 1981 the first indigenous graduate McMaster University Faculty of Medicine and has spent more than 30 years as a pioneer in the Aboriginal healthcare. Nice. Nice. That's a good recognition good, yeah. for him to be there. And he began his career in Thunder Bay as the city's first emergency educator doctor. Cool. Yeah. There's a picture of him too. Check it out. Ta-da! Good job. Okay. Did you have any other topics today? <laughs> I do, but it's getting pretty late. Okay. All right, we gotta cut this shorter then, I guess. <laughs> Logan. <laughs> Logan is out. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything left? Well, I could probably keep talking, but we've been talking for a while, so okay. maybe we should call it quits. Yeah, an hour and a half, that's, that's it. It. Okay, guys. <laughs> I get the message. Continue on later. We want to stress about ThunderCon again. Yeah. We're going to do this every episode now. We'll be there. We'll be there September the 21st and 22nd. What time? I think at 10 a.m. Doors open at 10? Yeah, maybe. Just, if you're early, 
I, I wait for I'm you sure there'll be I'm sure there'll be people there. Yeah. yeah. And I actually gonna I think we're gonna hook up the microphone. There? Yeah. Okay. And then we are do maybe some interviews. Nice. Something creative, I don't know. Sweet. Let's play around with that because you're not gonna print bring your printer because it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Have to see. Maybe I'll wipe it down first. Which is Get fun. the alcohol. Yeah. I think it will be really interesting for people to see, but I can also see the point when it's it's contaminated. It's contaminated, right? Well, I wouldn't say contaminated, but yeah, it it gives off an odor. It's mm -hmm. just it is what it is. Yeah, are you gonna dress up? No. Are you gonna dress up? You're not gonna Logan? dress up. I don't think I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna dress up Logan? Me. Just Logan. me. Logan. Logan. Yeah, I'll be there as myself. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fantastic cosplay. Us by the giant Logan. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, and if you have any comments or questions just hit us up on facebook absolutely yeah and i think that's it then kate thank you so much for being back thank you again for having me guys yeah good mm -hmm. fun mm -hmm. always fun if you have any ways how you are going how you are making a difference in your impact on the environment just let us know as well i absolutely, think this yeah. was a really important discussion today it was a little bit different but things that are serious are also drawing a different atmosphere with it with it mm -hmm. so i mean it was really good to talk about this yeah for sure i really enjoyed doing that today agreed this is us for the giant episode 24 thanks kate you're welcome <laughs> and we are out i'm michael and i'm logan i'm kate see bye. you later bye bye